Hello there, and welcome to Kirk Minahan Wrap-Up Show for February 6th. Uh, I'm sorry, not February, January. January. 2021. Today's show was called Fui Dom uh, for the remark that Kamala Harris made when she was marching for Kamala. Oh, yes. Uh, Nobody Kamala. can pronounce it. Kamala yeah. made during her march during the civil rights movement and her mother asked what do you want what do you want and she's like i just want freedom and it was it was very beautiful very touching but it was uh it was it was a quick show today uh about an hour 30 30 in length they are filming on location for the secret project i believe they are somewhere in upstate new york yes anienta anienta new york which i believe is close to uh kirk had talked about the person who assassinated president uh, Garfield. his name is Gato. oh and we i believe he had assassinations yeah <laughs> right but, um i'm pretty sure he he stayed at a commune up in onienta or whatever it's called i've been there it's up by rochester oh, really? oh. yeah i think it's between syracuse and rochester somewhere around there but uh yeah and kirk had said how much he loved that book and i believe i know it's that area it might even be the same town yeah, no, so it's uh and it was a sex cult, by the way. So maybe they're investigating sex sex cults. This was in the eighteen hundreds. That'd be uh interesting. Maybe they're just joining a sex cult. Maybe they're just going around to different, you know, orgies <laughs> around the country. But <laughs> I'm sure that won't I'm sure that won't be brought up tomorrow. No uh, I'm sure it won't, <laughs> actually. So uh so let's get started. So they started off the show today kind of talking about um, you know, the Kamala Harris stuff and, and no, actually I'm sorry, they started off talking about the up and coming or the previously taped it, it, as of right now it has been taped it has not been released trivia fight between the chicago boys uh, i believe it's white Sox dave chief mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some other guy of whom some i'm not yeah. too familiar with um versus jared kirk and steve so yeah, the jeff d low trivia night. show right yes 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 yeah. yes so that was filmed last night and there were some accusations that Brandon Walker called into the show and said that White Sox Dave is a cheater. He will do whatever is necessary to win. And, and Kirk was pretty pissed off. He sounded like if White Sox Dave, if he had any credible or if he thought White Sox Dave was cheating, he was going to drive down to Chicago and rip his head off because that is just fucking pathetic. Uh, I believe so he had said he would just jump on Route 90, which goes just about all the way to Chicago. Yep. Take Route 90 just south of Chicago, take a right, boom, he's there, and he would rip his head off. Yeah, he yep. uh, he was pissed about them potentially not being a, a level playing field as they mm-hmm. uh, went into the trivia. I I don't know about you. Have you seen any tweets about how it went? I haven't seen a, a single tweet. So I saw that Jeff DeLo tweeted out something where it was like, Minifan, so apparently tomorrow – is when it goes live mm-hmm. on uh, it. So it's coming out tomorrow. That's all I've seen. I haven't seen anything, which is why I think I'm going to assume that team Minahan won because I have a feeling that if team Minahan lost, Kirk would have tweeted this out something like fucking pathetic performance from Steve, pathetic performance from Jared or something of that. Or maybe it was a fair fight through and through and they lost, you know, and, and it was a, it was a good matchup. They were just outwitted. But something tells me Kirk was not outwitted when it comes he to you. Would be very hard to do, and he was pretty confident going in. and And uh, Walker gave them good advice when they called out to him, and he called back, which was, uh, um, 
Oh no, they uh Jared had said this before that they the questions Jeff will put to them will be to their strengths. It won't be yeah. stuff that's off the rails that they would never know. So that that makes it very interesting because you know you don't want everybody saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And um uh also the fact that uh he mentioned you can't study for something like this. This is one of those yeah. you know what you know, like he and Jared both got the uh Royal what was it, the Royal Rumble winner of nineteen ninety two, I think. Something like that. It was uh it was Rick Flair, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and they both got it. So that was a good sign. Although, did you notice who was oddly silent? Was one was it S. E. Robinson? Yes, yes. I think he I I it seems like Steve is um a bit gun shy from the last Reagan trivia question questions. Yeah, I think, I think it's still. I think uh, Granada really got him. <laughs> I, I mean, think that's I mean, sitting with him. Yeah, I mean that's like that's like asking you know you about the Jerky Boys and you just being having, <laughs> you know, having, and Sal. Yeah. having yeah just having no idea what's what's going on. It's just kind well, of like damn. Like if, you, if Steve's going to miss a question it, and it, and it's about Reagan, that's that's going to be a tough blow. That's going to take a while for him to recuperate. And kind of get his get his mojo back. Yeah, I hope he's. I hope he wasn't off uh, off kilter because if they play to their strengths, then he's going to get political questions and history questions. And you know, no one knows the Peloponnesian Wars like Steve Stephen Earl Robinson. See, I think I think he's more. I think his strength would be more of like Boy Scout questions. That's kind interesting. Of like, hmm. Kind of like uh, like hunting hunting sort of things. Like that Moss question that I asked him, I think was very. Very like which way does moss grow in the northern hemisphere towards the oh summer? so you don't so you don't mean uh boy scout boy scout questions as in who's the cutest boy scout he's no, ever no, seen no, or anything no, like I that. Don't mean, I don't mean like who do you want to take to the third grade uh third well, did, grade answer or something like that. It didn't Steve rail against the Boy Scouts of America? Uh how much he hated the organization. Yes, he's I, just I, recently. I, yeah, I believe. Yeah, he's not a he's not a big fan. No, and it had nothing to do with the the uh, I don't want to say scandal because it's not it it's it's not allegations. These are the uh, the assaults that have been committed by um, uh, Boy Scout leaders and Cub Scout leaders over time, and it's finally coming to light. And it had nothing to do with that. It was the fact that Steve was pissed that people had to go to some club to learn how to what basically he must have learned down on the farm. Um, yeah. when he was, you know, first uh, came out of his swaddling and was uh, hunting down Diaz with a knife when he could before he could even walk. Yeah, so so that's that's what I think would play to Steve strength. But it, it it will be interesting to see. I think I think we'll get a little bit of a taste tomorrow with the Friday. You know, you know what kind of? I mean, with there no being no show. I know you said on your phone call that there's been a little gap. Oh, you had to bring that up. You had to bring <laughs> with. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully tomorrow with the the trivia show, it gives the Minna fans a little little. Uh, quenches their thirst just a little bit but let, let's get you before for, we get for sure I, I definitely I was going to say I would never watch a I'm not a Barstool guy mm -hmm. uh, I used to be back in the day when they just blogged but mm -hmm. uh, I will definitely listen to what is it a YouTube show so you watch it, uh, or I, it? Believe it I believe it's live on Periscope and then oh, okay it goes right over to YouTube so you'll be able to watch yeah it. I think so I'll, all definitely, I'll definitely I'll so. definitely be uh, uh, watching that so I'm looking forward to that so I'm sure the show account will tweet it out when it's live and, and there'll be all the minute fans in the comments and, and shit like that. But yeah, let's get to your phone call because Tim, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I was listening today and I was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I was the like, hook. Oh, he's, he's, he's about to, he's about to drop it. And it's going to be good. It just, it never came. <laughs> and I listened to it again. Just Cause I listened to it twice. Excellent phrasing by the way. And it came and it was just like, it sounds like, like you were just making a phone call to Grace Curley, and then at the end, you were like, 
you were like, let me just throw in some innate reference. It sounds like you legitimately wanted to bring up this Robert De Niro quote to her. And uh, you masked it in the sense of, oh, and also on a Russian television guy, there was also some guy who said, uh, yeah, this some, a pundit, a pundit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what a terrible call. So I was uh, walking the dog when I heard that this morning. And as soon as I heard the call screener, I thought, oh, shit, I sent Steve the wrong, the wrong clip because I edit my clips. I, yep. I, Steve and Kirk have said this and they are a thousand percent right, as Mutt would, you, Mutt would say, even though you can only be a hundred percent. I absolutely love calling those shows. No mm -hmm. doubt about it. I, I There are shows that I call on my own um, throughout the country. There's like two shows that I'm a regular that I call into. And then <laughs> there are shows in the UK and Australia that I call into from time to time. It's just my release. So they're, they're absolutely right. But I did have a plan going into that. There is a long play here, but that was okay. regardless, that was a shitty call. And as soon as I heard, it was like when Steve gave the wrong answer about Reagan and Grenada when it was, and he said Dominican Republic, and you're yelling at the phone, "No, Grenada, yeah. Grenada!" Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm yelling, not yelling, but I'm saying out loud, walking the dog, going, "Ah, oh, the wrong clip! It's the wrong clip!" Yeah, I and I was exactly. getting, yep. I was getting cringy. I don't like hearing my voice, and mm -hmm. and the setup is too long. It's not funny. I did go into it hoping that I could get Steve injected into the Grace Curly show without her knowing. And the whole segment was she was looking for a clip to play every time they do an Andrew. It's a total AM talk radio thing. Whenever a certain person talks, they'll play like a certain clip or a sound okay. or something that makes fun of them that identifies them. And I wanted it to be a Steve Robinson clip whenever they played Andrew Cuomo. So without, that was my whole idea. That it was Steve Robinson. It was yeah, without her knowing. So that's why I didn't say his name. I, uh, but it was terrible. I even the edited clip. I listened to him like, mm, yeah, that sucked too. And I, I see, and I'm, yeah. Cause when I listened to it, I was like, I was like, if this wasn't, if this was anyone else except him from Canton, this call would not be. Oh, show right now. I got to admit, this is what um, I felt guilty about is Steve trusted me that I had sent it. Cause he knows I, I carve them up. I've learned that yep. over time. Just give them what they want to get to. Mm -hmm. And um, he trusted me enough that he just played it without listening. And it was like Pablo Sandoval when he showed up, just fat, the belt's falling off, couldn't connect. Uh, it's it's embarrassing. My um, apologize. I'm ashamed. I'll do better. Um, it was fucking terrible. A terrible call. Hey, Babe Ruth led the league in home runs, and also he led the league in strikeouts as well. Yeah, so, yeah. That, mean, that, that's a, that's a bad way to start the season. It's 2021, the first call of the year, and it was yeah, just well, it, was, it wasn't great. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Maybe maybe you thought that it was no. great. And they just, no, it uh, sucked. It, sucked. It. it was uh, it was just My, funny to see Kirk's reaction. He's like, "This might be the worst Tim and Canton call." It, uh, it's up I there, have, and I and I ever heard. There's plenty of calls I haven't sent Steve because he's oh, a I'm good sure. judge of what's good, and uh, uh, I will coin a phrase: "My embarrass." I, uh, my embarrass. So I will do better. I did have a mic call that I made yesterday. That was, uh, that was funny, but I need to, um, it was a mic. Sub, Mike was the subject. I need to, uh, I need to redo it tonight and I think it'll be a funny call. So I'll make up nice, for that. Nice. So speaking of Mike, they kind of went over yes. the first episode of the blind or the first free episode, I should say of the blind of Mike project. Yeah. And 
they went over that, you know, I mean, cause I don't know if you listen to it, but it's 40 minutes and a lot of it's just about like where he's been these past couple months, what he's been going through. And the most interesting stuff was the stuff about Barstool Sports and Portnoy because I've talked to Mike like personally when I first started with the show, I talked to him about stuff and he would always say, oh yeah, I mean, the stuff with Portnoy, it's kind of like a joke. I mean, he, he legitimately loved Barstool. He was the biggest Barstool fan in the studio. He was a fan before he was an intern. He was mm-hmm. a fan after he interned. And to hear him just kind of do a 180 on that, where he's like, I did not want to be collecting a check from these guys anymore, just because of how. Doesn't mean he's not a fan though. That's different. I, I, I think he's still a Barstool fan. He just doesn't I, want to be in a situation where he's getting shit on. I think he's a Barstool fan. He's not a Portnoy fan. Or I think yeah, he might blame him. Yeah. I think he might respect Portnoy. What he, I think he, he respects Portnoy for what he does, but he just, he's like, me and Portnoy are just never going to get along. He doesn't know, understand why. So they played some clips from the show where he kind of just says, yeah, I mean, Portnoy's an asshole. He, he went into it. And, and Stephen Kirk kind of, I don't want to say agreed with him, but understood where he was coming from. No, they, whole... Kirk agreed on a couple of points. He said, Mike's right. And, uh, and some of the points that he, he don't, you don't happen to have the clips, do you? I don't. But he he did say Mike. He agreed that Mike was right in some of the um, things that he was pointing out. Is Mike really going to be responsible for bringing down a billion dollar company? I can please. <laughs> that was funny. And, and when it I makes was for good him, radio. When I was with <laughs> with him in Miami, and and me and him were going around, we were going to go try to like pretend to have him like rent a luxury sports car or something like that. And he just gets a phone call. He goes, "Yep, okay, root. So at anything, okay." And he goes, I just got a phone call from Dave Portnoy for the first time in my life, and we are not allowed to do anything. <laughs> he is afraid that I'm going to bring down the – if you remember, Miami was literally the week of the Penn National sale. Yes. So Portnoy was on his toes, and for some reason yes. – Yes, yes. It wasn't uh, Laura Wagner. It wasn't Ted Spin who was going to try to fuck this up. It was Blind it was Mike. Blind Mike. Yeah. That was with him when he got the phone call, and his face was just like – Okay, so anything? <laughs> so, so, so he he uh it, it is incredible to think that with all the stuff that Dave is doing and uh the the heights that he's reached, he's wildly successful, mm-hmm. uh he's incredibly popular. Um and like Kirk says, what is it, idiot genius, genius idiot, something like that. Um, but he is who he is, and I, I totally get where Mike is coming from. You know, no matter what, you get sick of being the muse. You know, it's it gets old to be, you know, constantly made fun of. But Portnoy has always said, well, Mike is a victim. But then Mike does go on sometimes and says, just listen the other day to a show where he said, why don't you just fucking fire me, you pussy? And he called him out. And nothing happened. But uh, I think Portnoy likes picking on Mike. I think he likes when Mike pushes back a little bit. But think about this. Portnoy's gotten to such heights and mike still gets under his skin still so there's a sense of satisfaction there that he can take that little mikey gary from western massachusetts still no matter where dave is it will piss him off if mike is in his life yeah it's just one of those things like portner could legitimately become president of the united states and Mm -hmm. someone could ask him a question about blind mike oh no piss him off he'll just He'll go off the rails. Fuck this campaign's over, you know. (laughs) But but I will say so, Mike. uh, It it so hearing that clip, I haven't I haven't listened to the pod yet, but um, hearing that clip, it did sound like it was hot felt, and I heard a little bit of shaky voice there, a little uh, a little bit of sensitive Mike, little teary Mike. 
I think so. I think did you? so too. I I did. Yeah. I mean, I do think I do. I, I, the term father figure is so weirdly used, but I do think Portnoy was someone he looked up to. You know, Mike really wanted to get in the media. He looked at Portnoy as someone who was successful. He was an intern at yeah, Barstool. It's not a father. This this. There's people who are younger than me that I that I look to and say yeah, that you know that yeah. person's very successful and yeah 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 and I know what you know mean yeah. into, and I think at one point it must have clicked with him that okay this isn't a shtick this isn't yeah. a joke this isn't something where Portnoy is just kind of you know doing it just to be like ah, <laughs> he does okay, not like, like <laughs> when he, I think when Mike finally realized that Portnoy does little legitimately does not like him yeah. he was like okay well. I mean, it's kind of sad. It's like, don't never meet your heroes, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, but it's also a little different for Mike because Mike was there early on. He was in Milton. Mike will always mm-hmm. have that. Mike was an intern when they were in Milton throwing wallets in his face. Um, so it's not like, you know, Mike showed up and it's this big company and Dave doesn't have time for him. So he shits on him. He was there when there was only a handful of people. It's funny because you look at the timeline and Mike shows up, you know, there's the the infamous interview where he's like, by the way, I'm blind. So you can call me like blind Mike or, or something of that sort. There's the infamous interview. He goes through his internship, which was nine months or a year or whatever. They end on good time, terms. Yeah. They end yeah. on decent terms. Uh, he doesn't bring him to New York. And then there's clips between where Portnoy is like, oh, what's that blind Mike guy yeah, coming up? Yeah, we should bring right, him back. Right, and then somewhere right. along the line <laughs> – it grew it's to like hate. I just had a dream and just woke up and was like, "Fuck this guy." Yeah, like an, like a hate epiphany. <laughs> it, I think it had something to do with with Mike asked him on to come on his podcast. This was like years and years ago before KMS, and Portnoy said no, and Mike was like, "Oh, you think you'd help out a guy who was there at Milton's?" And then Portnoy was trying to thought he might be like trying to leech off the barstool brand or something like that. But yeah, who knows? It, it, the, it seems like the relationship is finally over. And uh, hey, all credit to Mike. He he doesn't want to be put in a situation where it's going to jeopardize his mental health and his no, sobriety. Good Think of him, you know, no, and, and, and and let's face I mean, it. We all love when we're not in the controversy. So I loved hearing him uh, talk shit about uh, Portnoy and good for him for getting his opinion out. Yeah, um, no, I mean. It was real. He he could have came out there and said, "Ah, you know, I actually still really like the guy. He's still a role model of mine." But no, he, he came out and, like he said, he said the stuff he's doing with the charity is great. It was a hundred percent real what was coming from Mike's mouth. So I thought Kirk and Steve's reaction was very good. Both um, both things can be true. Dave could be doing a great job with charity and nationally yeah, I mean, known, and he could still be an asshole to Mike. I mean, it, yeah. one doesn't exclude the other. And uh, uh, I think it does break Mike's heart though that it's not. The relationship didn't go a different way, but you know, that's the breaks. It's too bad. Steve mentioned today, he said, uh, you listen to that 20 minute serious radio segment where Portnoy just destroys blind Mike. You got to realize that's on a national mm-hmm. serious radio program. Radio that broadcast yeah. to hundreds of thousands of people that it's not even like it's different than, because it's not just Minifans who are hearing that it's people from all over the country. So, so Mike is, Mike is hearing himself getting well, ripped Minifans apart are all over the country too. I, I know, but it, I know. But I'm it, just it, busting it, your balls. I know what you mean. Yeah, bigger section of it's uh, it's it's people who don't know. Kirk. You could happen upon that. You have yeah. to find most. And podcasts. your first impression is is wow, Dave Portnoy is shitting. This Mike guy must be a real asshole. <laughs> yeah, who is who is this? Who is this evil this genius that is competing with Boston? Right. Yeah, right. He's like he worked for. Him? <laughs> right. but he really. He, and, and I hope. Uh, I think it would be funny at at some point. Um, that Mike turns this into something that is uh, pretty funny because he really he really could do something with it. I mean, let's face it. I mean, uh, 
down the road, Mike really could just get under Dave's skin and just, you know, get him on, on the phone or, uh, or somehow connect with him where he just pisses Dave off and just shows yeah, how he could he have can... a, at the next Penn stock meeting. He could have a question yeah, for Dave a Portnoy. Shareholder. That's right. I have a question for Dave Portnoy. <laughs> I have a question for Dave Portnoy, but, uh, no, it, it it's it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a refreshing first episode of, of the Blind Mike project. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing. It's free, free for now, right? It seems like Mike doesn't want any uh, donations, as someone put it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. He's figured. Uh, he didn't. Go, he went to Carroll School for the Blind. He didn't go to business school for. Yeah, uh, yeah mean, he didn't go to Wharton. You yeah, know. The, <laughs> yeah, you know, class one is <laughs> subvert expectations. <laughs> you know, just tell people not to. Whatever. It'll but it's um, but no, I thought that was a good clip. Uh, I thought that was a good, good, you know, part of like, you know, Kirk's peeling behind the onion that is Mike. And so he's like, oh, you know, this is what I did think it was interesting, though, when Kirk was like, I didn't hire Mike because of his internship at Barstool. He hired Mike because he was a street teamer at EEI and he started. And Steve had no that. idea what a street teamer was. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like, yeah, he's like, what exactly is a it's a it's a street teamer. And yeah, it's like Steve was in radio, but then again, Steve didn't come in as a street teamer, which is where a lot of people begin mm-hmm. their career. Not a lot, but some people begin their oh, careers. Yeah. But he came right in, uh, how we saw him up at the, uh, at the roast in Maine and said, you want to come down and, and help produce my show? So he didn't, he didn't. And I don't think how he has street team is if they, if he does, they're oh, all right. in nursing homes. So they're in, you know, octogenarians, <laughs> uh, so he didn't really have him, but I was shocked at Steve. I mean, you don't have to be in radio to know what a street teamer is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was uh, that was interesting. So Kirk, Dr. Uh, Lance Minahan, who he performed a and a uh, and he he performed a messy abortion. A messy. He performed. Was, he he had a procedure today. Yeah, uh, he 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 tore he tore that fetus apart limb by limb. It was. It was rough. So Madawaska Rob was on Oof. the wrap up on Monday, and oh boy. he kind of Ouch. tried to play devil's advocate to this whole charity thing going on with the, um, yeah, the controversy. Ticket. Yeah, yeah, no, but some people are bitching about it. And, a few, a few. And I, I didn't agree with him at the time. I still don't agree with him. I, I think I was very vocal in in saying about like what these people are saying is just moronic, idiotic. They don't understand how charity works. They've Kirk's raised tens and tens of thousands of dollars for charities all over the country. Uh, This is going to help out small businesses everywhere is helping out uh, Mancock's kid, you know, all all these other people. And I understand why that gets under Kirk's skin. It's because when you, when you're doing something right, you know, it's right. And someone comes out and says, you're doing this for selfish reasons, or you're trying to get Shirley to come on. So I understand why he ripped Madawaska Rob apart. It's, it's like, pick a side and choose it. Don't try to teeter, teeter to the BA side or whatever the fuck the, uh, the, Scott, the, 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 the anti, the anti, um, uh, fun side, I guess you call it just to lump it into that. Yeah. It's, it's just, ah, it's just so, so, so yeah. So Kirk just ripped him apart today and said, listen, I, I, you just got to choose a side. I mean, I think he came up to him after Florence and said, do you have any advice for me? And Kirk gave him the advice today. He said, "Hey, pick a side. You can't. You can't just teeter totter and expect to." to hey, that's advice. Him. Look at look on the bright side. Um, I've I um I've uh, been out to a couple of events with Rob. Super funny guy. Uh, the only thing worse than my call today was that segment on Rob. He got eviscerated. Mm-hmm. 
uh, torn limb from limb. But Rob is a very positive guy, and I think he tweeted out earlier today, as as <laughs> as painful as that was, he did compare him to Kirk's mom, mom, and Kirk holds his mother like most of us should and do, holds his mother up to, uh, you know, to as to almost saying to it, and, and that's great. And so Rob put a good spin on it, which was he equated Rob to uh, Kirk's mother, Patricia. Um, so, I mean, t- the guy took the high road. I, I give Rob credit for that. But, man, that was ugly. I was, again, cringing. I was, was glad I got off my call and went to that. So yes. thank you, Rob. <laughs> yes, this was a very – especially when you've talked to the people before, you're like, oh, you're like, Rob, why you got to say these things? And, like, I was I was doing it on Monday when we are doing the wrap-up. It's like, well, why the heck do you have to play? Speaking of that, Justin, so Steve did did took uh, a great amount of pleasure in hearing Rob get uh, uh, aborted, stabbed, scraped, yes. well, I mean, socked, uh, because Rob has been somewhat critical, I would say, of Steve. Very critical. It's just I don't like, extremely. <laughs> the majority of the Steve critics, I just don't get. It's like we get it. You you want to. The, th- the aspects you don't like about the show, you just blamed all on Steve. So I understand that. I think Steve takes a lot more shit than he deserves. So, yeah, I mean, Steve can kind of take a victory lap when someone like Menners or or uh, Madawaska Rob kind of gets ripped apart by Kirk because it's... Yeah, it's- I think Rob has a, Rob can easily um, come back from this, you know? Yes. It wasn't, yes. it, it wasn't think- Rob being critical of the show. That, that was not what it was about. Um, in fact, he's a big supporter of what Kirk is doing. And Rob, no, I know. I'm sure would love to win the golden ticket. Yes, which is which is my. Before, do you want to hit on? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do the uh, Kamala Kamala first. Kamala Kamala. Uh, I think it's Kamala, right? Yeah, the Kamala. I just yeah. I, I just have heard it a few different. I think she pronounces it Kamala. I was going to get people's names right. Yeah. So the next vice president of the United States pretty much made up a Kevin Cullen story and was telling it everywhere. The the clip that they pulled was very fun- funny of her saying freedom or <laughs> whatever it <laughs> which was. Which she said multiple, which a story she's told multiple times. It's just, it's like these politicians, they tell the same stories over and over and over again. Yeah, they, they go and they, they will tell, you know, it's like the Hillary Clinton telling her hot sauce story or, hmm. or her, you know, Bosnia it, snipers. Yeah. It's just, it's just going to be told over and over again on all the different pundits. So everyone hears it, but it was, uh, I think I think some people might not like that because I know a lot of people were saying that the show was getting too political, but I, I think it's great one because that really didn't necessarily dive into politics because Kirk would have done that if that was, you know, Mitch McConnell telling that story mm-hmm. or or anyone else. This is this is diving into the character of the politics more than the actual like political stances themselves. So I, I thought it was I thought it was great. I did too. Kirk has said he loves, loves, loves that sort of stuff. He did it with Ilaria, Ilaria yes. Baldwin, who grew up in Wellesley and moved to Beacon Hill, and uh, it, so he loves exposing hypocrites. And, and like you said, it, it doesn't matter which side of the political fence you're on. I thought it was interesting at first when it, I thought it was interesting when Steve said, "On the right, it's equivalent to uh, stolen valor." And I thought, "Well, that's kind of a stretch. Stolen valor is a pretty big deal." But if you think about it, people that were marching in those civil rights movements, a lot of them, it was a very hostile environment from what mm-hmm. you see and read. Uh, people certainly were injured. I'm sure people had died. Um, and to take that away from someone who actually experienced that, I, I, I now I agree with them. I mean, that's that's bullshit. 
Um, but it, like you said, it wasn't about politics. It was about exposing somebody who's in the spotlight and, and going back to Hillary, Hillary Baldwin. Mm -hmm. I mean, this woman has made her career and her livelihood and frankly, lying to her own husband based on a freaking lie. Yeah. It's, it's she, she did forget this is when you know you have money in Boston when you when you're from Boston and don't have a Boston accent. That's <laughs> yeah. big money. Okay. Yeah. So that's Hillary Baldwin. I forget what her maiden name was. Um so I, I love when Kirk does that and just exposes it. And and to anyone, I mean, if they wanted to talk politics on today's episode, they certainly could have talked politics. There was the sure. Georgia runoff <laughs> things go happening. Yeah, I think <laughs> Do you think it's on purpose that he's torturing Steve and won't let him talk politics? Uh, I, something tells me Steve's uh, cherry might get popped uh, on, on Friday's show. Yeah, with going on today. Yeah. They might be having a politics a little bit on, on, on Friday's show. If we can jump back, though, uh, Kirk, um, he he had some you know great, great viewpoints on, uh, on Kamala, on, um, on Hilaria. But not a lot about their their looks or his attraction to them. But you bring up Rachel Dolezal, oh boy, he loves that. that story. But he also loves her. I did not know that he was a Rachel. He was a fan. Huge of, fan. Of, uh, Huge fan. That was on the radio. That was some of the best segments. That was. Oh my god. It, uh, he he had some of the best comments about that whole situation is just and his in his uh uh i don't know if i call it infatuation but it, you know his his temporary infatuation with rachel Dolezal. The, right person, the black curly hair she was like vice president of some NAACP. yeah the uh like portland or seattle and uh Olympia yeah, yeah. NAACP, which you know it's fine i mean I didn't know that he, there was certain requirements for that. You, you want to help out, you want to help out. But she, she talked about culturally appropriating. She went a little bit further than hilarious. She basically said that um, her DNA was not what it was. And uh, yeah. But Kirk has a very soft spot for her. Oh, I did. See, news to me. I'm learning something new. See, this is why. Really? I, oh, uh, have you seen pictures of her? I, I have I have seen her, but like I said, I'm, me and Kirk have very different tastes in women. Believe it or not, the 24 oh, year she's, old. She's a looker, that's for sure. She, Rachel's but, uh, a looker. I think she went to jail too. Or she got charged with like fraud. Uh, or something. What's that? Fraud or something? Yeah, I think it was like welfare fraud or something like that. Yeah, she's. So, I wonder. I don't know how she's doing. Before these days. we get to uh, this day in KMS history yes, and wrap, wrap this up, I just wanted to mention the barstool. The barstool fund it ends tonight at midnight. For the golden ticket raffle, if you're able to donate, make sure to email Robinson at barstoolsports.com and to be entered. Just all you need is a screenshot, just your name. And I have this whole list of people that I'll be getting everything together. And hopefully by the weekend, the raffle is all set and ready to go. So that's uh, that's that's great. They've raised a shit ton of money. I know. I think they're. I think they might be up to twenty million dollars now in total. The barstool. Yeah, I know fund, they're closing in on that. That's awesome. So Which Justin, what what is um what is the part of the golden ticket that you are most excited for? Are you eligible or can employees? Am I eligible? Yeah. Uh, I my mom asked if she could buy some golden. Did she tickets. really? That's awesome. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh please God, just I was like, I was like, I was like, please donate. I, I love the barstool fund, but I go, I go. I mean, I'll put your name in there, but if for some reason your name gets pulled. Oh, just... oh, that'll be fantastic. So what what would be 
your because I have my own favorite aspect of what I would like from that. The golden ticket is it's it's, it's like a it's like a treasure chest. And it's just yeah. one thing after another after another. Is there one thing in particular that you would really like from the golden ticket? It would probably be the guaranteed Madawaska ticket for the next three years. Is that okay. that ticket is going to be so difficult to come by? Oh, any live event. Well, well, the thing is, is that this is not going to be a raffle. This is going to be a race. So when it opens up, there's going to be like last year, there was 150 tickets sold out in two hours. This year, it's going to sell out and. Especially if it's right, but the but the golden ticket is good for any live event. For, yes, I know. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so you guaranteed. So, yeah, so it's not just that. Yeah, any really any live event. I mean, you have the event at your house, which will be uh, the private show at your house, which is going to be incredible. It doesn't have to be at your house. Oh, that's right. It could be could be anywhere else. I, I it, yeah. And what else? The like the I'm not a golf guy, so I can't pretend to be. Uh, excited about the Ryan Whitney Kirk golf because I mean I, I don't golf so I, I know nothing about that. But uh, what, what's your what's your favorite aspect of it? Mine, it, it's I'm a little bit offbeat, but my hands down favorite is what Kirk just added that he would install a Simply Safe at somebody's house. I yep. j- that alone, I, would, I that alone is why I want to win just to sit there and watch him. A man who has admitted he has never picked up a tool in his entire life. 46, I think he is. 45, 46. He's never picked up a tool in his entire life. I would love to see him trying to change out uh, my doorbell and and reconnect it and put the new thing. I, I just I just think that would be phenomenal. And the other thing for me would be the uh, – just two other things. The, um, the shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I would – I would see if I can negotiate with them. They said shows anywhere. I would like to do one in Thailand at Adul's house or work. I would pay the airfare. I would love to do that show. And the last one would be, uh, at first I thought, the last place I want to go to lunch is with Jared Carabas in Kirk. It's just, it's like a business meeting. You know, we don't know each other. Now I think about it. I, I think I'd like that aspect too. And I would go and not say a single word. I would just say hi when I got there order my food and buy when I leave and just yeah. try to make it uncomfortable for them, which I don't think. It yeah. Would be. I think, uh, I, I think it's, it's a great, it's a great fund and they're still coming in like crazy. So make sure yeah, to awesome to opportunity. And, donate and, uh, and send that to Robinson at barstoolsports.com. So let's wrap this up with uh, this week in Camus history. So actually I just, I'm going to focus on today because we're, we're hitting a day mm-hmm. that um, there was a broadcast on the same date last year. So January 6th, 2020 was late night with Kirk Seamus Minahan. So this was the first night taping ever oh. for the show. Uh, I had forgotten about that. Now it's it's kind of like, yeah, they do them here, they do them there. Yeah. Um, so it was the actual first night recording. A uh, couple notables. The Kirk, uh, oh, actually, I'm not going to say this because it's a piece of trivia I'm going to send out. So to uh, High Blind Mike, I'm going to send some trivia out there, buddy. I've uh, been negligent. Um, this was where the billion dollar boys was phrase was coined. Billion dollar boys. So it, it had a short little run. They referred to Kirk, Mike, and Steve referred to themselves as the billion dollar boys. It was in response to a show on Barstool Sports. Um, oh, million dollars worth of games. Yes, yes. So this was these guys were the billion dollar boys, B O I Z. So this oh. is where that uh, where that first popped up. And the only th- other thing I want to note is. Um, on this show, 
Kirk, absolutely. You think uh, Madawaska Rob got it bad today? Go back and listen to Kirk talk about Riggs and Tommy uh, for their criticism. Um, there was a a blog post that Mike put up mm-hmm. that Portnoy get all pi- again. Portnoy got pissed. About the, uh, yes, training stuff, right? And the OK symbol. Um, or for those of you old school Bostonians, the naked eye. Um, and so, but, uh, Portnoy was worried there was going to be a lot of blowback. So he, he had texted Mike and Kirk. I want you guys to come on the show while they were waiting to go on the show. They heard them discussing during commercial Dave saying, oh, I might just fire them. I might just fire him, you know, being typical Dave and Kirk's like, do whatever the fuck you want, but we're going to talk about it. And then he couldn't even talk about it because Dave, all he did was yell. Uh, mm-hmm. but I just want to quote what Kirk said about Riggs. He absolutely destroyed Riggs. He called him, um, and I quote, Riggs is a gutless, gutless, ass-kissing, useless piece of dog shit. I mean, just a fucking puke, an asshole, a gutless pussy boy. There's nobody on earth I respect less, nobody, than Riggs. That was, it was awesome. And then he did say it put him in a bad mood. Um, the time when Kirk said, you should see what Riggs has said, said to me about you off screen. And Riggs goes, what? Yes. What? Well, they, yes. they kept that. That's the uh, good memory there, Justin. Yes. They captured that drop as a what? So, uh, yeah. And then there was a little, he gave Tommy a little shit and said he would, uh, he would kiss his, kiss Tommy's mother's mother on the lips and, uh, smack his father in the balls. That's how much he hated him. But then he kind of came back and said, Tommy's not bad, but he hated Riggs. Hated him. I think, I think the Tommy, Tommy beef was more between Mike. And, uh, and Tom yeah, more than it was. Kirk and it was. Tim. That's why Kirk didn't really give a shit. <laughs> so anyway, so thank you for joining me, Tim. It was uh, you got it, buddy. Good to see always. you. Good to see you as well. Uh, and we will see you next time on the Kirk Minahan wrap up show. Don't forget. Bye.